Before we dive into the episode, just to let you know, this is part two of Lauren and I's conversation about personal relationships. So I'll share the one mindset shift that literally changed my entire world with how I show up to social events. Because before I used to walk into a group, a new group of people, and my main thought was like, oh, I just want everybody to like me. You know, like, I hope they like me. Like, I just want to be liked. And because I was kind of having like this desperate feeling of like, I just want everybody to like me. Like, that's my goal. And I think a lot of us do this naturally without even thinking about it. Um, But when I was coming from that space, how I was showing up was like this very polite, watered down version of myself. You're listening to On the Cusp of 30, and I'm your host, Katie. Let's navigate the chaos of adulting together. And I know like times where my personal relationships are going through struggles. Uh, I, I know people deal with this in different ways, but for me, I think I tend to rely on things that I could potentially um, have more control over, such as work. So then I just become a workaholic because mm, uh, yeah. what else am I going to do with my time? Right. <laughs> but, you know, obviously that's not healthy. So it's like we got to have that balance. And so right. over the years, I think I've done a lot more reflection on um, the way that I've been approaching friendships. I think for moving forward, like I do want to shift a lot more energy into like personal relationships and um, figuring out how I can, you know, be a better friend, just invest more in personal relationships because, um, you know, at the end of the day, like that is super important. Um, Yeah. And I'm glad that you said that you have to like actually spend time to invest in the friendships because I I think that was like one of the biggest things that I learned being on Arizona was like okay this is actually going to take effort like this isn't going to come as easy as it was in college when we were all in the same space um so it was it was a bit of a learning curve like because I think the main thing that always pops up is like oh I don't want to bother them you know like that was like something that I always struggled with it's like am I annoying them reaching out and asking to hang out or um but it really does take effort um it was kind of like a, a, a part-time job finding friends because it's kind of like you have to like date friends too and to find the ones that you like really get along with it was it was a process yeah it's definitely um, a mindset shift and I just want to briefly touch on that when you mentioned like um how it was much easier in college right mm. to make friends because you're surrounded by people um around your age and you know a lot more like similarities so I think it's just easy to almost take for granted the access that we did have back then and think that we can just like somehow do the same thing as we enter, you know, our late twenties, early thirties. But the reality is like friendships, like all these relationships are shifting and, um, and you're growing as well. And, um, maintaining friendships and making new friendships, like all of those things, you have to be more intentional about um and it's definitely just that mindset shift right it's different it's different because who knew I don't think any of us knew that college was going to be the like I guess I knew but I didn't it didn't click with me it didn't click so hard to find people Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know you're in it and you're just like this is gonna be this way forever like I don't know I just didn't have enough 
I wasn't mature enough to forecast what that would actually look right. like. Right. And then your social circle just gets smaller and smaller yes. as you enter smaller. the workforce. It's like, oh, yeah, like now I'm spending at least 40 hours of my week, like if you're working a nine to five, like yeah. um, with my coworkers and like, you know, have much more limited time also. It's so hard because then you have to balance it's so hard and then relationships and then your health. Yeah. You know what? It can be so overwhelming when you start stacking them upon each other. Like, Mm -hmm. and it just becomes like a mountain of like, oh my God, like, where do I even start? Is like my life just like like a disaster now? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Diving a little bit more about friendships, making friends as an adult can be challenging, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Do you, could you provide some actionable tips for introverts on how you can approach this? When I was in Arizona, I was literally, when I came to this realization that I was like, you know what? I like need my own people so that I need my own life so that I'm not constantly dependent on the next date or, you know, the next phone call, the next text from a guy to make me feel like I'm worthy. So I was on a mission to like find my own group of friends. Um, Biggest tip is finding ways to get out there and meet people. So I hopped on Facebook groups and I've, I've done this now in two cities. I did it in Arizona and then when I moved back to Columbus, but finding groups of like women my age who have those just like meetups. Um, so I found lots of cool people that way. And then I've also done Bumble BFF, which sounds odd, but highly effective. I met a lot of cool people um, with Bumble BFF. One actually... I've gotten really close with this summer. Um, So really being intentional about finding ways to get out and meet people. And they don't always have to be a space that makes you feel uncomfortable as an introvert. Like you don't have to go out to a bar to a happy hour. I've actually found a meetup that's literally silent book club. So we all get together and we're reading, but we're like in the same space with each other. Nobody has to talk and it's just nicey. But it's like you're finding people that, get it who get it who get you um and so you can find different things that are like yours be there's literally stuff for anything you could do any type of sports or you can do art music um I think when I was first starting out you do kind of because you've never had to do it before because you've never had to intentionally look for people it's kind of like you're like faced with like a blank what like kind of like writer's block but for finding friends you're like wait what Am I supposed to, you just can't even think of all the possibilities, but I promise you there is a meetup for whatever you're interested in and kind of even understanding that there are people like you that you can resonate with. Like not everybody has to be like this super bubbly, energetic person that makes you feel intimidated or whatever the case. You can definitely find your people. I just wonder if there is something that you would suggest with like meeting new people, um, at like a mixer or some sort of event yeah. to make friends. I think maybe the struggle is just like, what do I even say? Like, how does the, how does that even happen? Yes. So I'll share the one mindset shift that literally changed my entire world with how I show up to social events. Because before I used to walk into a group, a new group of people. And my main thought was like, oh, I just want everybody to like me. You know, like, I hope they like me. Like, I just want to be liked. And from that thought, I was, it created like this really like kind of like desperate feeling inside me. So 
because I was kind of having like this desperate feeling of like, I just want everybody to like me. Like that's my goal. And I think a lot of us do this naturally without even thinking about it. Um, But when I was coming from that space, how I was showing up was like this very polite, watered down version of myself. You know, I was very agreeable with everyone. I didn't want to offend anyone. I didn't want to rock the boat. And it was just, it made for such boring conversation. (laughs) So, um, I remember I was sitting in my car. This is like in the phase when I was in Arizona trying to find my own friends and I was going to these meetups and I was sitting in my car before walking into this house party and I was like, okay, I just, I want to have fun in this one. Like the last one I went to and I was like kind of showing up as that polite watered down version of myself. I left feeling unfulfilled. And so this one, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be selfish. I'm going to only talk about the things that I want to talk about. Um, and so the thought that I had when I was walking in was, okay, who here do I like? And so it just completely changed how I felt going into the situation from, I hope everybody likes me to who here do I like? Because I was able to be more curious and like the energy wasn't that I was trying to get people to like me anymore. My goal was to find people that I liked myself. So it made me feel more comfortable talking about things that interested me rather than kind of agreeing with what everything else, everybody else was saying. Um, And I was able to actually like attract people who I could resonate with. We could talk about the same things and I could, it was funny because I could clearly see the people I was repelling not in a bad way. It was just, okay, we don't have, we're not in the same phase of life. We don't have the same things going on. We're just not going to resonate as much as these other people who were like, oh my God, yes, I get it. I was talking about horrible dating stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because that was just where I was at in life and it was funny. Right. And I wanted people to like, you know, <laughs> commiserate with. Yeah. And the women who were like married, they were just mm-hmm. like, I can't relate, you know. <laughs> not that we were mean to each other. We just, mm-hmm. I can tell that we, Right. Just different, different stage of life. I I resonate with what you're saying a lot. And I'm thinking back to, you know, all the interactions that I've had where I come out of the event feeling drained because I felt like I was putting on a front so that, you know, people could like me. Shifting away from that is very difficult, but it really brings you closer to the people who you really want to um, connect with, right? Yes. It is uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable knowing that you are going to repel some people. But I promise, like, once you can kind of get used to that discomfort, and this does take practice um, and intention, it feels so good when you finally start attracting the people who get you. It's just the best feeling. Of, it's like, oh, my God, there are people that like me for me it's just mind blown (laughs) yeah that um, is where we're we all I believe we all want to get to and it's just like it you have to kind of work on on yourself and yeah and that's that's what I do a lot of my coaching on is helping people kind of work through that transition and just show up that way it it is it does take practice it's challenging because our main instinct is to fit in um But I wanted to add really quickly another couple of tips. It's less, I guess, actionable, but a couple of things that really helped me um, start to find people is one, 
I, before you like start going out and trying to make friends, take a moment to identify what you're even looking for in a friend. Um, what do you want your, like, what are you hoping to get out of your friendships? It just helps you filter out who you like. Again, go in with the thought, like, who here do I like? But if you have that idea in your mind of who you're looking for in the first place, it helps you strike up conversations and um, find those people that you connect with. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that. That's a great tip. So you said Bumble BFF, you've had some success with. Can you share with me what uh, what are your favorite ways to meet? I love going out to happy hour because there's nothing more laid back than let's just grab a drink at a cute bar. Um, that's one of my favorite ways to meet other people. Typically yeah. one-on-one because I just feel more comfortable in that setting. Same. Um, but if not, a I, I try to be respectful uh, when I'm meeting new people in case they don't drink. So I'll say, like, do you want to grab either coffee or a drink? And usually it's like one or the other. Um, but that typically – and then I try to I try to ask it very early on in the conversation because being on a quote-unquote dating app for friends, it just – it feels weird. Like, if you don't take action quickly to make plans to meet up, they will fizzle out so quick, and then it just feels like a waste of time. So my goal is always to, within, like, the first week, hey, let's make a plan. Whether it's a week from now, two weeks from now, it doesn't matter. Let's just make a plan. Let's put something on the calendar. Yeah. I love that yeah. tip. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I have spoken with people, uh, others who have used Bumble BFF and just, like, similar and it seems that sometimes things do end up like fizzle out, but it's more because no one's really taking the initiative to like make a concrete plan. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's just like something as simple as that, like, let's, let's do this thing that we've been talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the point. You're here to make friends. And I just feel like you can't make any genuine connections just on a chat service you know I feel like the same with dating too and the dating apps I'm like let's let's make a plan let's get let's actually meet in person so I can tell if like we're actually a connection or not like I don't want to spend so much time talking <laughs> respectful of both of our times right <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah I love that you know related to that right with friendships what advice would you have for introverts who are um, looking to create lasting friendships in adulthood. And specifically, um, where I'm thinking about this is um, what are some ideas on how we can like maintain lasting relationships? Um, whether is is it just simply, you know, making the time to hang out on a regular basis? Is what uh, what what are some of the the ways that um you would suggest going about that and maybe something that you've implemented in your own life. Yeah, this is where it gets hard is the maintaining of a friendship because it does take so much effort to actually remember to check in, see how they're doing. Um, The biggest thing that I can say is just try to not, I, I don't even think it's important to have to meet up all the time because we're busy people. Come on now, we're adults. We got a lot going on. Um, but I've what I do is at the very least I'll try to send either like an encouraging message or try to check in, see how they're feeling. Or like, hey, I know that you had like this thing coming up. Like, how did that go? Or how are things going with this? Um, try to be supportive if I see something that reminds me of them or that I think could be helpful for them. Whether it's a quote or a podcast or a book, I'll share that. Um, just little 
it doesn't even have to be a crazy amount, but it's just like little things to let them know like, hey, I'm thinking about you. I support you. That goes so far. Um, so just those little things, I feel like, because I can go, honestly, when I get busy, <laughs> I can go like a month or two without meeting up with friends in general. Yeah. But but I do make it a point to whether it's like sending them something on Instagram or um, sending them a quick snap. I am on Snapchat. I don't know if that makes me like old or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. you're very hip. <laughs> oh, I love that. But so you it's, like it's just think, like a fun. Yeah. When you're like thinking yeah. about them, you just like kind of send a message their way. And it's like, yeah. Yes. like. And I try to, to think about them because um, I mean, it's easy to get so caught up in the day-to-day and what we're doing with work and like relationships. So true. Um, But I I really do try to make an effort. Mm -hmm. And then people notice that. Like I notice when other people do that to me, I'm like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. especially if it's been like a couple months and I've Mm -hmm. just been in like my whirlwind and somebody reaches out to me like, hey, like let's, it's been a minute, let's meet up. Like, thank you so much for doing that because Mm -hmm. sometimes I get so caught up. I I won't. Mm -hmm reach out so it's it's appreciated it's definitely a two-way street mm-hmm. um, and then I was going to say that for the longest time I identified myself as the person who would just wait for the invite I was just always waiting for like if they want to hang out with me they'll reach out to me <laughs> but I realized that I I changed my mindset because it's just so easy for for relationships to fizzle out and I, I, I stopped making that mean something that like if they don't invite me that they don't want to hang out with me or that I'm not, you know, cool enough or whatever. I stopped making it mean that. And I just decided that, you know, what, I'm going to be the type of person that reaches out. Like that's just, that's my role. And I just, it's because I wanted those connections. So I kind of put the responsibility on myself rather than waiting for other people to cultivate their relationship. And honestly, like I have not been met with a no like it, and not to say that, that we're hanging out like immediately like sometimes we have to schedule things a month out because we're adults but the since I've taken on the responsibility of being the person to invite people out um I've always been met with oh my god yes like let's get together and it just it, it was surprising to me coming from the person who was always waiting for the invite yeah people want to like, hang oh out god, people are saying yes <laughs> Yeah, people love to hang out. Um, Yeah, that's a really interesting uh, point that you made. And I know, I mean, I I think it really does resonate a lot because um, maybe just like the dynamic that I've always, the friendship dynamic that I've always, uh, or like the role that I've always um, felt like I was in, which is, um, you know, I have friends who, uh, would reach out in the past and then you know I kind of just like oh like I'll just you know wait for them to reach out and it just became like easier to I guess be complacent in that type of role that I've set for myself um but you know as I'm of course reflecting in in my late 20s now I I do try and reach out a lot more um actually one thing that I think has worked quite well, um, at least for a point in time, is just if there are activities that I would like to explore or do more, um, ice skating, going to a new brunch spot, like 
every time I think about doing a new activity, friends I haven't spoken to in a while and invite them to be a part of that. So then it's kind of like we get to build new memories together. Um, I like that. And I've even done something with uh, one of my close friends is um, I've set regular calendar invites for like exercising. So we'd like go work out on a regular basis. And if one of us is happen to be busy on that day, we can just cancel that or reschedule. But that way there is some sort of like regular thing that we can mm. expect that we'll be doing. Um, I personally found it very helpful and just like being able to catch up and um, have some sort of consistency. Obviously, this may not be for everyone, but and and for every friendship, but it's just something that has um, I've implemented. No, I love that, and I I I do time block on my calendar, um, but I love the idea of just being because int- it's all about intention. That's the whole point of building relationships is being intentional. So I love that you have like a reoccurring, even if you don't meet up, but like the intentions there Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and kind of starting to build that habit. I love that. And I love that you invite your friends to new activities because I love when friends ask me to do that. Mm -hmm. Like a friend earlier this year would be like, I just got a paddleboard. You want to go paddleboarding? I've never been paddleboarding in my life, (laughs) but I got myself a paddleboard and it was so much fun and it's just so fun. I feel like that's a really good way to form new friendships when you're right. trying new things together. Because mm-hmm. um, there's something about it. It's bonding. It's a bonding yeah, experience. I love doing love that. Fun. And another idea is if you are like feeling lazy, maybe you don't want to go out. Um, if you enjoy hosting, uh, that could be another option. Like, for example, if you haven't seen like three of your friends um, in a while, maybe it's been some time then and you have the space to host you can do something like a small dinner party or um just whatever get together that you feel comfortable hosting and that would be like an easy way to get all your friends together um do something new and i think i i love knowing that how much people actually appreciate that because it's like a thoughtful thing like you're you're purposely like creating the space for you guys to get together and to um, connect more and I think as an adult that is it's a little bit more rare so the level of appreciation when people do do that just it makes me feel good doing things like that like hosting like, hey come over it's been a minute like let's I do love to host I've been hosting a lot this summer I haven't been doing this as much I honestly want to do more hosting but um a couple of months back, I did host a Love is Blind watch party and we got it. together, got some food, potluck style, and then gossiped about the, the characters. And that was really, really fun. That's so fun. And yeah, yeah um, I think Amazing. hosting is a, a great option, especially for like introverted people. Absolutely. And lately, uh, anytime I invite my friends over, it's like two people. Like, I don't, like I said, I don't love huge huge crowds but um anytime I invite them over I'm like okay sweats sweats only like do yeah. not come <laughs> like, we're, we're getting cozy and comfy that's all I want is some wine and my sweatpants mm-hmm. I love that <laughs> that sounds like a really good time I would yeah, do that always. <laughs> you gave me some great like, ideas you know bare face like we're comfy it's just us. yeah we could do like yeah. a spa day too <laughs> That's a good idea. That would be so oh my fun. gosh, I have a steamer, There's... I have a face steamer. Ooh, okay. 
<laughs> yeah, there's like so many things. I got to make a list. Yeah, I know we talked a little bit about like, you know, friendships, like maintaining friendships, finding new friendships. Um, I know we spoke like before the recording where sometimes friendships evolve in adulthood. Yes. And navigate. So I wish this was something that was like taught <laughs> beforehand because I was mentioning that um, I experienced a friend breakup uh, it was like this time last year so I had it was like a really really good friend of mine we were like best best friends we worked together and just clicked immediately uh, but then I moved to Arizona for a couple years and during that time I really I feel like I really found my true true self because you know I was <laughs> being alone and dating like it really allowed me some time to get to know who I actually am and so when I ended up moving back two years later and we got together, it I quickly noticed that we're I was like, oh, we are we've grown into different people. <laughs> like I am I'm just like really, really optimistic. You know, I'm a life coach. Um, I always see the good in things. And my my ex-friend, she was more of a pessimist. And not to say that that's a bad thing, um, because that used to be our sense of humor. Like we used to kind of like make each other laugh with how negative we both were. Um, but <laughs> it just, I'm not going to go into all the details, but it just got to a point where it felt like we were trying to force this relationship still for about a year. And it just got to a point where there was a big blowout and it probably could have been avoided if we were just honest with each other beforehand and just been like, you know what? Like, I just, I, I think we've outgrown each other. Um, but I wish this was taught before that it is absolutely normal for people to outgrow each other because we're completely different people when we're in our 20s, you know, younger 20s, especially. And then as we get all these new life experiences, how we perceive them and how they affect us changes who we are. And by the time we are late 20s, early 30s, completely different people. I am not the same person I was when I was 21 by any means. And it's just really accepting that in some cases we evolve as a person, like both pe both parties are evolving and they don't always end up aligning the same way that they used to. I just felt like when that was happening, I just didn't want to accept it. I'm like, no, like we were best friends. Like this isn't like we're supposed to be best friends forever. And I was really holding on to it. And it just caused even more hurt because I was putting myself in situations where I wasn't being respected. And it was just, it was just not a good dynamic. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, that can so be really say, tough. Sometimes, uh, conflicts and friendship can feel even more difficult to address than in a romantic relationship um For just sure. because it's i don't know sometimes it's just like you just don't expect that like something would evolve in such a way yeah. that's a really tricky area to navigate although i wonder if um there are other potential like resolutions or a result that could come from people changing over the years. I think, and this is where I was mentioning earlier to um, get clear on what you're looking for in a friendship, like what you want as a friend. And then you're able to kind of like reflect back and see if that's still aligning. Um, but if it is something that you really want to keep the friendship, I think it would be a matter of not 
wanting to change anything about that person, but you, the only thing you can do is accept them for exactly who they are and choose to be okay with that or not. So I think if, you know, I don't think it would have worked out. <laughs> but I think, yeah. I'm like with about. some of my friends, mm-hmm. we, we are different, but I think with those friendships, the things that are different about us, I've accepted. And I'm just like, I'm not trying to change who they are. They're not trying to change who I am. Um, and I think it's like a mutual respect. So I think that is always an option too. It's kind of like when you're dating somebody, like a, when you're dating like a significant other and like they maybe don't always unload the dishwasher. Right. But they have so many other things that they're doing well. Um, yeah. It's like choosing you gotta to be okay. Well, they're just, yeah, what you're they're just never okay going to be the type of person. Mm-hmm. And right. I'm going to be okay with that. I'm choosing to be okay with that. Right. Um, so it just depends. It depends. But I think getting clear on who, what type of friendships that you want will always help you kind of make sure that you're aligned, you know, your values. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a great answer. Just like throughout our lives, like we end up like forming so many close friendships like relationships with people and I'm just thinking about how difficult it is to like broach that even like address that sort of situation where it's like am I the only one thinking this like are we both thinking this or you know and it's like there's almost more of like a guideline with romantic relationships versus with friendship it's like almost like this vague area that you have to like figure out yourself. It, it doesn't have to be like one way or the other for every friendship. Yeah. So it's just kind of a yeah. interesting area. It really is. Like, yeah. I don't, you're right. Like handling conflict within friendships is the most uncomfortable thing. I think it's even more uncomfortable than romantic relationships because again, <laughs> you're, you kind of have so that expectation. Crazy. Like, no, this is like my best friend. Like we're not supposed right. to be fighting. Like it's not yeah. supposed to be this way. Um, but in terms of like bringing things up in terms of like, are they feeling this way? I think one of my favorite ways to approach that type mm-hmm. of conversation is to, to say like, okay, this is the story I'm telling myself. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I think that, like, I feel that way. Like we're disconnected in this way. Like, are, is this, is this how you're feeling? Like, are mm-hmm. we on the same? It just, I feel like it allows space for you to have that conversation without being accusatory. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's always yeah. key. Like, let's just talk about this. Hello, hello, Editor Katie popping in here. Um, Lauren and I shared our insights about friendships, and now we'll be focusing our conversation on how to become better communicators in our day-to-day lives. Um, as a life coach, like your mission is to help introverted people become confident communicators. So can you share a little bit more about your approach and why it's so important? Yeah. So when I'm coaching with people, the first thing that we are going to work on is self-image. Like, what do you think about yourself? Um, how, what do you believe about what you're capable of? Because I think that's the, the biggest barrier to us connecting at all. Because think about it. We go out, we meet new people. The main thing on our mind is like, oh my God, what do they think of me? Um, <laughs> that's, or I want them to like me. And if you can kind of go in already feeling good about like, okay, I'm a cool person. Like I'm bringing this to the table. Like this is what makes me awesome. And you genuinely believe that it makes it so much easier in any situation, personal work, whatever, to show up and be yourself and trust that people are going to see all the good things that you see in yourself. So that's the main thing that we work on first. And, um, when I'm coaching with people, um, 
And the approach really is we're constantly focused on your thoughts about yourself, your beliefs, and we'll start to, we'll do like kind of a thought download, like tell me all the things that you think about yourself. What are you worried other people think about you? And then we're going to take all those thoughts and we're going to start like interrogating each one of them. Like, is it really true that, you know, people think this about you or is it true that whatever the case, um, and it, we just start to disprove a lot of the thoughts that we've held onto as core beliefs for the longest time. And we'll start to reframe how you think about yourself when you think about other people. And it completely, because your thoughts affect your feelings and your feelings drive your actions. And then the actions create the results in your world. So if you can change your thoughts to create a, a feeling of confidence, then how you show up in your actions is going to completely change what you create for yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So a little bit about the approach. Yeah. And I agree. Confidence or having confidence, like true confidence in yourself, it's it's very important in all aspects of your life, like whether it's relationships or your career. Relevant to this podcast that we're recording right now, it took me well over a year to go from like a thought in my head to actually making this a a reality. And a huge part about it is the perfectionist tendencies and almost that insecurity that like all these things running in my head, like um, things that could go wrong. Like what if people don't resonate? What if uh, nobody listens to it? Like all those things, right? How I navigated or overcame that feeling is like the fact that I'm taking that action. I know I'll look back and be proud of myself for doing this. And I know that people, even, you know, when I see someone else doing, doing something that they find really meaningful, I am really inspired by that. And I don't think about like, you know, all the negatives that probably are going through their head. Right. So being able to combat that and just put something out there, whether or not it's perfect. um, I think it's really powerful. Absolutely. And that, brings me to a a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up that I don't think I would have been able to transform into the person I am today if I didn't put myself, if I didn't accept challenges, if I didn't put myself in situations where I was going to be uncomfortable because it was only in those moments when I was feeling uncomfortable is when I would grow. Like growth is uncomfortable. It is not fun. It's not easy. (laughs) It feels terrifying. But if you aren't Mm -hmm. giving yourself a chance to challenge yourself, then you're, you're always going to kind of stay exactly where you are. You can learn about it. You can read about it, whatever, but it's not going to push you forward. Like actually putting yourself out there and challenging yourself. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Huge, huge. You're going to feel like to whoever's listening to this, like you're going to feel so proud of yourself for getting through it, taking that extra step. You're not going to say like, oh, I, I wish I just stayed the same the whole time. (laughs) I wish I didn't make any, any changes to my life. What's funny is um, when I was just first starting my coaching business, um, my coach was telling me that if you feel nauseous, that means you're doing the right thing. That means you're going for something worthwhile. So I've learned to, um, I've learned to put meaning to like that. Like lean into that feeling. Yeah. I mean, I make it mean that that's, okay, I'm on the right track. This is a good thing rather than, oh, nope, I shouldn't do it. You know, Oh, well, that's out. kind of a fun way to think about that. Yeah. So every time, you know, I feel a little uneasy, you know what, this, this could be the right challenge. Yeah. 
I'm on the right track. I'm doing something right because I feel awful. (laughs) Love that. With that said, how can our listeners connect with you to improve their confidence and communication skills? So right now I have just a very simple way that we can connect. One, you can connect with me on Instagram. It's Lauren page underscore coaching or on my website, laurenpage.com. And I spell it L-O-R-E-N-P-A-I-G-E, a little bit different. Um, but I try to make it very easy and accessible for everybody to get coaching. So it's a pay-as-you-go service. You can sign up for a single coaching session for $75, and you can just continue to do it whenever feels comfortable for you. Um, so I have some people that do it weekly. I have some people that do it bi-weekly. We do monthly, just whatever feels right. I just try to make it easy for everyone. Um, and you can even like try it out for one and see if you like it. And yeah, so. Love that. that is- yeah. I'm glad that you um you have like this kind of like a flexible way of um working with people who are curious and want to try that yeah. out. Yeah, I I'm glad you're working on this. It's very uh unique in the sense that I I don't know too many that like like coaching that specifically focuses on this area and I think you are the perfect person to uplift women in that way. And so Thank I think you. it's great. I'm so glad that we got this chance to talk all about personal relationships. I learned so much from you just with like the amount of information that we we shared today. It was, I think people are going to find it really valuable. Um, yeah, this was so much fun. Thank you for inviting me onto this. When I saw the message, I'm like, oh my God, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for saying yes. I hope you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for more. On Spotify and Apple Playlist, you can find On the Cusp of 30s. See you soon.